0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 611, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, September the 12th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 611. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, September the 12th. Uh, this is going to be a short episode. I haven't had a chance to read a lot of the books that came out so far. I'm recording this on the 14th, so I'm trying to get ahead of the game for once before I go on vacation soon. I'm still recovering from a nasty flu slash uh, the remnants of a cold that came right afterwards, so my voice is not quite up to snuff, so I'm a little bit uh, sounding a little bit different than normal. Some of the releases that came out September the 12th include the following books that I will unfortunately not be chatting about today. Amazing Spider Man, number five, new issues of Catwoman, Champions, Darth Vader, Detective Comics, Domino, Exiles, Fantastic Four, Hawkman, Iceman, Infinity Wars, Journey into Mystery, The Bertha Kokoa, Miss Marvel, Old Man Logan, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider Man, Plastic Man, Runaways, Suicide Squad, The Flash, Titans, Weapon Age, Wonder Woman, and X23. So let's talk about the four books I uh, did have a chance to read. I read Daredevil, number 608 which I found a difficult book to uh, wrestle with it's written by Charles Sewell a work by Phil Dodo generally speaking I think it's a well done book however it's the the central conceit is kind of a a weird slash dumb one of the idea that Mike Murdoch has come to life from the the, the deep recesses of Matt Murdoch's mind thanks to Reader they finally get an an opportunity here to um, get rid of uh, Mike Murdoch but then Matt decides not to do that which doesn't really make any sense Um, but the whole comic hinges on him being okay with it and making a decision not to end Mike Murdoch's life. And then Mike is going to end up being uh, quite uh, thorn and daredevil in Matt's side at some point as uh, things are probably not going to go well for them. Um, so I'm kind of torn on it because on the one hand I think it's kind of cool and fun and interesting and you know trying something very different that we haven't really seen before. But at the same time it's kind of dumb. Um, because, you know, it could have been solved right here with Reader, and Matt makes a decision that maybe doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm torn, because on the one hand, I think, you know, it's it's kind of cool. On the other hand, I think it's kind of predicated on a dumb decision that may not make sense for the character to actually make. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 7. I think that's maybe more charitable than it deserves, but I, th- I did really enjoy the artwork by Phil Noto. Um, they really helped uh, deliver the sense of, of, of threat and of menace that Mike Murdoch really presents. That being said, the story leaves a little bit more to be desired because uh, it's just kind of like there there's certain... Um, you have to really suspend disbelief on a bunch of things that maybe it's asking a little too much. Next up is Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, or I should I guess it's really technically changed now to Red Hood and the Outlaw? Or what's the actual name of this book? Red Hood Outlaw is at least what it says on the cover because it's c- scratching out and the and the S and Outlaw. Uh, it's the Wrath of Jason Todd, issue twenty-six. I really enjoyed this. Um, coming off of last issue, it makes sense to kind of go in this direction. This is Outlaw Part One by Scott Lobdell and Pete Woods an art and Arden Cover. Um, this is a very back to basics approach. This is, you know, Red Hood on a on a bus, they come across someone on the road, he goes to you know, it's an FBI agent who's been hunted by a gang and Red Hood gets involved and has to take out the gang and probably gonna get a lot more involved before uh before he leaves town. Um and that's kind of it, you know, and the idea that, you know, he's he's in town now and bad things are gonna happen and um, you know, the, uh, the outlaw is maybe here to say, and he's got a, a new kind of costume or a different way of looking uh, of that he looks. And I kind of like uh, it's not wearing the giant mask anymore, but it's more of just wearing a, like an actual mask in the front as well as kind of a domino mask. It's an interesting concept. Um, I liked it. I thought it was an enjoyable book. I thought uh, it was a good way to kind of as a power cleanser come off of the last kind of... Twenty-five issues, which we're telling a very different story, and now we're telling a different one about a guy who's really in conflict. He doesn't really have a home. He doesn't really know what to do next. I really liked it. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I think it was a solid uh, issue for hopefully the beginning of a whole new direction. Uh, next up is Superman number three. Uh, this is written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, artwork in this issue is by Ivan Reyes, and uh, I really liked the art and uh, the story was pretty enjoyable um, with Superman having trying to deal with the Earth being the negative zone and. Uh, the problem is, is that it's moving a little slow. Like, you've had this issue and last issue basically dealing with the same things. Um, at least now you finally have, you know, the enemy, you know, putting together his own army to, you know, to go against fight. We still don't know a lot about Ruggles R, but I'm sure at some point we'll learn more. Um, the artwork is great. The story, it's not bad by any means. I just also felt like it just didn't move a lot of momentum along. So I think it was a little, you know kind of it's just like moving in place or you know jogging in one spot i'm gonna give it an eight anyway i do think it was a solid issue and um it really highlights a lot of what bendis is doing with clark as a person and i like the internal monologue and i like how clark has been acting and feeling and i think that was really on the money um of so the plot i think is a little slow but for the most part i'm still invested i still care i still like it and i'm gonna give it an eight So, last but not least, we're going to talk about X-Men Blue, uh, which I'm, again, it's my favorite of the color books, uh, if that's the way you want to call them, written by Colin Bunn, artwork by Marcus Toe. This is Surviving the Experience, Part 3, and really this is a reflection issue. You have a young Jean Grey talking to old Jean Grey, which is a really kind of interesting um, idea and concept that we didn't have for most of young Jean's life, um, ever since she's kind of been brought back to our current continuity because old gene was dead so it's really cool to kind of see them um talk together and then you also get a sense of what the future holds for this character which is really cool as well uh, you have hank the two hanks dealing with uh you know what they're dealing with the fact that you know old hank is not necessarily a big fan of young hank dealing with magic etc we see again more about what could happen in the future we see a little bit more about uh, time machine and i uh, have the two um uh, Ice hanging out together, which is interesting to kind of see how young Hank, sorry, young Bobby's life has changed and what the future has in store for young Bobby. Um, we have the two angels fighting, or not fighting, um, flying together, which is kind of weird, too, because, you know, when we first had young Warren, it was the weird version of future Warren where warren was really kind of not really an active part of his personality he'd be kind of reborn but obviously they've kind of moved away from that and now he's more like warren again but also still dealing with and warring inside with um archangel so you have the idea of you have these two characters kind of talking to each other which isn't which is interesting um and also getting a sense of what's going to happen in the future uh between those two characters which again was interesting and i like that uh, scott and bloodstorm would go to see uh scott summer's um uh, grave, which I thought was very interesting, and I came on to say more about it. It's a very introspective issue, but it's a solid one. It's an enjoyable one. Uh, we're we're getting to near to the end of being able to spend time with the young versions of these characters, and this is the type of issue I like because we really get a sense of who these people are, how their lives have changed, and in some ways, what we're going to lose. Um, you know, We're basically going to kill off a version of the characters that, or at least in terms of their memories. Everything they've experienced since they've been in the current continuity has to go away. It's You know, it it can't survive. It's going to be killed. Um, So it's an interesting concept to deal with, that what does it mean um, that they're going to lose that aspect of themselves? And, you know, the fact that Hank McCoy learned how to do magic and, you know, that everyone kind of had different romantic relationships than they may have had otherwise. And the fact that, you know, young Bobby figured it out a lot earlier that he was gay. Like, very interesting. um, The idea that they're going going to lose that, you know, in comics, I can't remember who said it, but like, the idea is you're trying to add things. You're trying to be additive and add more things for people to play with future writers, um, et cetera. And you don't necessarily want to be uh, subtractive. You don't always want to be taking things away. And it's unfortunate that you know, as much as this was obviously something that had to end, Bendis added something, even though it was just really you know duplicating. Um, but he added something in terms of this, you know, the narrative structure, what you, what stories you could tell in the X-Men universe by adding in these original five. And at some point you have to lose them. At some point they have to go home. At some point you can't do things like black vortex and just have it mean nothing. You've irreparably changed the character. So how do you change that back, which we're seeing in extermination right now? Um, so I, I really enjoyed this. I'm going to give it an eight. I think it was a very solid read, um, and, and brought up a lot of questions. And, um, I don't know what the answers are, but I'm excited to kind of read more for these characters to kind of see where they're going to go with it. Um, A lot of cool stuff. Looking forward to next week. Um, So next week's releases, uh, the releases in the week of Wednesday, September the 19th. Um, Let's take a look at, uh, according to Previews World, looking at them, kind of seeing what kind of books are going to be coming out. Uh, Let's see, we've got new issues of... Uh, Aquaman. Uh, they've got the Bane Conquest trade paperback. I can't recommend it enough. I can also recommend you go back and uh, listen to our recent episode where I interviewed Graham Nolan and Chuck Dixon talking about that book. It was really fun to be able to talk with both of them. we got the Batman Nightfall trade paperback volume 2, 25th anniversary edition. It's a set of, I think, nine trade paperbacks altogether, which I'm really considering buying because I'm sick in the head. Uh, new issue of Justice League uh, there's the Justice League No Justice trade paperback new issue of Nightwing issue 49 new issue of Titan uh, sorry uh, Teen Titans as well as a uh, Titans trade paperback volume 4 Titans Apart um, looking at IDW Sonic the Hedgehog number 9 which my son's really been enjoying so I'll have to pick that up you also got DuckTales number 12 and Uncle Scrooge number 40 and Dick Tracy Dead or Alive number 1 of 4 over at uh, Image Comics you got Bonehead number 4 Burnouts number 1 Coyotes number 6 Gideon Falls number 1 Director's Cut uh, Kick-Ass number 7 I uh, got Skyward number six. Are we really on number six already? Oh my goodness! Um, and then looking at uh, Marvel Comics, we got Amazing Spider-Man Annual number one, The Amazing Spider-Man Hardcover Red Goblin, we got Avengers number eight, Cable Trade Paperback Volume three, Past Fears. I uh, got the Cap America Annual. You got Doctor Strange, I of spider gad number three, Immortal Hulk number six, Infinity Wars number two, Infinity Wars Soldier Supreme. Uh, we got Life of Captain Marvel number two, Mister and Mrs. X number three, Return of Wolverine number one, Star Wars fifty four, Thor number five. You got a bunch of new True Believers books. We got Punisher first appearance, Punisher by Grant and Zack, Power Man and Iron Fist number one, and Iron Fist by Thomas and Kane number one. as new True Believers books. You got Venom number six, Venom first host number 405, uh The second issue of West Coast Avengers and a new issue of X Men Gold. So that's all coming up uh, on the nineteenth of September. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at com. like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.